only you know it There's such a lot of living to do They're sassy, sexy, spunky, witty, and best of all, opinionated. They are the girlfriends. And now here are Shelly, Whitney, and Shauna. Hey, everybody. It's the girlfriends. And we're back at you really perky today. Anyway, it's the girlfriends, and we are here. Um, I'm here with Whitney Lasky. Hi. Shelly MacArthur, Hi, and myself, Shauna, and I'm going to do something, Montgomery, that I normally... And Penelope, our mascot. That's right, and our producer, Jeffrey. And I'm going to do something that kind of goes against my grain, because I always like to do three positives before saying a negative, but I've got three really downers to start with, and then I want to move into something really positive. One, Great. the biggest, biggest, biggest downer, and Jeff... I know you'll probably agree with me. I don't know if you watched, any of you all watched the final four last night? Uh, no, that's just not in I my did, I repertoire. I watched part of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? Michigan lost playing um, Louisville, but I will say this. It was the most exciting game ever. It was incredible. What, what was exciting about it? Well, first of all, Michigan is the, has the youngest team in the league right now, and this is the college team. They've played 69 games, and this was the... 69 games? Yeah, yeah. This was, <laughs> now that not, I can no, be interested we're not, in. We're not going back oh, into the okay, sex Okay, I would have watched it if I would have known. <laughs> all right. Yeah, okay. But for college basketball, it was such a great game. Michigan was the underdog. They have this little guy that's a freshman at Michigan that was recruited by one school. His name is Spike Albrecht. He's number two, he's a freshman. The kid barely has facial hair. I didn't even, I said to Barry, does, oh, this, oh, that's does this kid even drive a car? That's I mean, great. that's how young he is. He was sensational. He started out and made three pointers all over, a little white guy running around with pimples and I, on his I love face. Those story, you know, I love the story of people that are in extraordinary circumstances who really stand, you know, who, who bring it home, who really stand up to the circumstance and don't cave under pressure. Oh, he That's was wonderful. he was truly, truly incredible. Snaps for his mother. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, everyone was into Louisville because of... Uh, or they just the where favorite. Kevin Rear that you know broke his oh, leg. Oh, oh, right. So they were all for him, right, right. and Louisville so, did oh, did win. Fun. But I mean, it, the the first half was so exciting. I mean, I was coming off my chair. I mean, wow. it was like, and these people there. I mean, it, it was just unbelievable. But um, so how is that a negative? Well, it was a negative because I'm a, a go blue person, so I'm totally from oh, Michigan. Oh, because the husband went to Michigan law school. school. Okay. And you know, I'm okay. just I've always I'm just been connecting the dots here. Yeah, All but right. I've always been a Michigan fan, and I was just really disappointed that they they you know because most of these guys, McGeary and Burke, they're all going to be go, being going on to the uh, to the NBA now. But right. it shows you how competitive that league is, Division One. Oh yeah, and but that's it, why when when you know. But it's interesting to me to have these young guys now. It was like my son came in and he said, you know, I'm really disappointed because we'll never see these guys play again because they'll all be recruited now to right. the NBA. But that's how tough that league and is. And that's why that coach really wanted them to win. But I do have to say Louisville's coach, I mean, he just got, and Jeffrey, what's his name? Uh, Petrino. Petrino? Yeah. Joe Petrino? Yeah. Joe Petino. Petrino. 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 Um, he just was in, uh, inducted to the Hall of Fame that morning, and then they won the championship oh, that wow. night. So what you can imagine that what that was all day about. For him. Snaps for his mom and his wife. I know, I know. But it was that was sad. That was probably my big sad. But my other sadness is um, Lily Pulitzer has yeah. now left us. Yeah. Lily Pulitzer, for those listeners what that don't icon. know, did the dresses yeah. with all the great little. Flowers. In the 60s, Palm Beach, she uh, defined really Palm Beach style with the vibrant colors of pink and Hot yellow pink and, and orange green. and lime green. And she yeah. came up with that idea because she, she was, was the spilling. housewife, right? She was housewife and she had these kids and she was spilling juice all the time and on her dresses. And she came up with the muumuu dress. Right, but she came up with the idea because of all the spills, she wanted to hide all the spills. And, and the, she wanted her to kids. look pulled together. And she invented the, the caftan, the she moo moo kind wonderful. of dress. We were at her home in Palm Beach. It was beautiful. And, um, you know, she sold that company, I, I know, at, a, a at some point in time. And I don't know that, you know, 
it was very successful, the sale, the transaction or whatever, but... And then she got back into it. And then she got back into it because they started to fail, you know? Well, I think... Talk about being a, a housewife or, you know, talk about being a woman who, you know, undervalues her style and vision and then steps out and does something and it just goes gangbusters and then sells her company thinking, you know, it will do fine without her and... You know, it didn't. You know, I think that's really—it's a great, you know, girlfriend story. Really, and, and, I, and I think she came back into it because they were not doing well. It was failing. And she—it was her—it was her so-called her baby, right? It was her vision, and it was her, you know. And she brought, and you know, Palm Beach is defined by Lily Pulitzer. I know, absolutely. absolutely. So, I mean, that was a bummer. And then we lost our favorite Mickey Mouse. Annette Funicello died. Annette Funicello. And we lost Margaret, Margaret Thatcher, Thatcher yesterday. I know. I know. And Mar we lost Roger, Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. Margaret Thatcher Robert. had Alzheimer's. I believe so. Yes. I believe, and you know they and didn't disclose how she passed. Her in the movie, which was a wonderful movie. Yeah, I'm um, an Academy Award for that. Iron, Iron Lady. Lady. Iron Lady. And then, um, uh, you know, and then Funicello. I guess for years, this is very interesting. People thought she was an alcoholic because she was slurring her words and. No, stumbling around. That was, that no, was but public. it was a very big deal when she did come out because, That's you know, right. she, you know, wanted to make sure that, you know, people who were alcoholics knew that she wasn't saying, hey, you guys, you know, I'm better than you. She just right. wanted, she wanted the world to know that, you know, that alcoholism often, a lot of people that have MS are mistaken for, you know, having alcoholism when in fact they have MS. And, um, you know, she really fought fought the good fight on that one. Well, I want to just say, um, did you know she promised Walt Disney that she would never, as she grew up, she would never show her belly button? So in all the beach blanket bingo movies, she, her, you know, she always had either something oh. covering her belly button or the bottom oh, of her God. suit went over well, her belly button. Well, that's certainly changed now. Well, first of yes, all, yes, it certainly has. But first of all, you know, she was only seventy, and this day and age, it's seventy so young. is young. Well, the interesting thing is, so was Roger Ebert. He was seventy. I know. Let me. I, I want to just me go back okay. before you start because okay. I want to kind of continue on this, Annette, because I think Roger has his own time. You know, you look back on all of her pictures, and she looks exactly like Mickey Mouse. I mean, her face. <laughs> well, her you know, they eyes, might have made. I'm sorry. Didn't what were you came first? When you Annette or you Mickey? Observed Mickey that. Mouse. Mickey what? Mouse came, came first, and she was a musketeer. No, Mickey Mouse is from is the first animated cartoon. No, no, no. no Snow White. Snow White. Okay, but no. First, Snow White was, leads the parade. No, no, no. Every year no, in the no, no, no. world. Not, Mickey Mouse. The the actual animation where he's on the little doo doo boat. That was the first animated strip. That is Snow White is the first animated film yes, ever. That's right. Um, but that came in like 1940. But go to your pictures of Annette, and she looks the smile, the turned up smile, yeah. Mickey, and the big eyes and the dark hair and the and big ears. She was the only Mouseketeer that Walt Disney kept on contract. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just heard this on Walt. You know, when they well, were, she did so many movies, and, and then afterwards she did all those but movies. Think and about kept, it. She said she, they. She defined an era just in terms of she you know really the whole did. teenager yeah. beach blanket bingo. And she was no the, offense, but I still wish life was like that. I do <laughs> like too. those My movies. Kitchen. Ooh, like Betty and Veronica, you know, like Moon Doggy, Moon Doggy, and, Doggy. I and you know, him. going to the beach and building a bonfire and yeah. sing, you know, there's the cool guy it with the guitar just, playing, and it was easy. It was, it was so nice. much easier. But she, throughout her whole life, kept contact with Walt Disney, dearest friends. Well, he was frozen along to cryogenically. And she, um, I think it was kind of admirable of her that she went out, finished all of her films, then decided, left her career to be a housewife, and just never looked back and said, you know how so many people, you look at our stars and they're still thinking, I've got to do the movie, I've got to be in right. there, I've got to, but she just left it aside. Well, and I think she had to because she was diagnosed with, multiple sclerosis which I think was no she left before that yeah she she's she left she to left, have her kids yeah and get married she, when she made the commitment to get married it was like family first and that right. that's what that was her you know. and I think and she's was, the last one of the last of that you know and that had to be a big step considering you know 
the time that that she was living in because that was you know full out Gloria Steinem and right. and so You're for right. her to go so that from was... that wholesome you know Disney's you know Disney was to the fifties and then make the decision to go for the you know traditional role as as a woman you know. Uh, as a housewife and mother, that was, a, you know, a very bold step. And a lot of people didn't respect her for it at the Who time. Who did Annette? Annette wasn't the one that came out and said the thing about was against the homosexuality. Oh, you're thinking of the, the woman, the orange juice lady. Um, oh, that Bryant. was Anita Bryant. Anita, Anita Bryant. Bryant. Okay, yeah, never was, mind. Yeah. Sorry, that Annette. I did Anita not Bryant. want to put that on you. It was not that Annette Funicello. But anyway, and then we have Margaret Thatcher. So I, those were kind of like bummers. But... I've got other happy things to talk but about. Also but also a woman who, again, uh, you know, a of who decided not to go for the traditional, you know, role as, as a wife and mother and, you know, uh, made plenty of sacrifices in terms of her own family and, you know, married a guy who knew that that's what she was like and was very supportive of who she was. And, you know, she was, uh, you know, she was a very controversial, I mean, she said what, you know, she made Hillary Clinton look like a puppy, you know, she said what she had to say and she said it. I think she was involved in something with the government too. And she was very tough. Didn't she do some lobbying or something? No, you're, you're Margaret Thatcher, prime minister. Margaret Thatcher, I was thinking of Annette. Oh, oh, you're back to Annette. No, we were on Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, we were on Margaret Thatcher. I don't know, but, um, you know, it's it's interesting, you know, just to look and see the choices that these women made, and you know how it played out over their over the course of their lives, you know, and uh, because we do have choices, you know, even when you think you, you have, don't have a choice, you, you, you have, have a choice. choice. You do have a choice. It's the decisions are hard to make, I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But Shell, so, you wanted to say something about Roger. Well, Hubert. I just wanted to give a moment to to Roger because well, to I just, all these people, to all of them, but. Me personally, to Roger, because he was, uh, Chaz is a good friend, and, and Chaz Roger. Is his wife. Chaz Ebert is his wife, his very strong wife, his very accomplished wife, and, um, you know, really helped him, and he went through so much suffering and so much pain, and. He had thyroid cancer. He had thyroid cancer, which, again, you know, he was in remission, and it, reactivated and he became very ill and then I think died much sooner than they all had thought he would die. Um, I just have a special spot in my heart for him because he used to come to hear me sing at the Gold Star and you know to have someone like Roger Ebert even though he wasn't the Roger Ebert he is today was I, know, I remember was really special um, and I, he fought a lot of demons. And, and yes he did. In college um, I had interned at CBS for a while and uh, Gene Siskel was just, you know, had started working then, and they had just started the show on PBS, and, um, you know, he was, he was a brilliant writer. I mean, brilliant. he is somebody who... A brilliant journalist. Had he not gone into, you know, had he not become a film critic, I mean, he really was an amazing writer, and very, very, you know, difficult personality. I mean, he... Well, he, <laughs> he you know, publicly admitted, you know, and, and just written many articles on it, that he had gone you know, that he was fighting the demon of alcoholism. Um, and, and, not, he, and at a time when celebrities right. didn't come out and say that. Right, and I admire him for that. And was, married an African-American woman, which when they got married, no, very, you know, right. very at a different bold. time. And that's what I love about him. He was an ordinary guy. He wasn't a he wasn't He was a extraordinary man. in his ordinariness. He, he was yeah. extraordinary in his ordinary. He wasn't like, he didn't take himself too seriously other than when he was, you know, uh, talking about a film, but as a person... He was very passionate about he his He was opinions. a world... You know, he and Gene Siskel were like a dynasty. As a lot of us world. alcoholics can be very passionate about our opinions. Well, you know, I, I think exactly. it's... I, I think for someone that lived half of his life in the dark, being in all these movies, I mean, when you think about it, and think of oh, all... Oh, gosh, I never thought about that. That's yeah. a very interesting thing. I mean, that the theater was his office, basically. And you oh, can imagine yeah. how many boring dead movies this man sat through for all of us because there's a lot of people that wouldn't even go to the movie theater without listening to what did Ebert say well what did I Ebert think, have I, to I think say? that also brings up the point of of do you listen and that to was the Shana's critics feel. and you know um, I think that yes he created you know um, he, he was an amazing critic in that you know um, 
his taste, you know, he, he gave you a positive viewpoint and then he gave you a negative viewpoint and he gave you the basis of why you felt the way he felt. Um, and he, it, which makes for a great critic, almost like a dramaturg he where was, you're, you he know. He was a great guy and, and, you know, there were a lot of film people there yesterday that said that I was kind of hoping, you know, and he gave a shout out to my son, Hayes MacArthur. So I appreciate that. And, but there were filmmakers that were there yesterday that said my films wouldn't even been acknowledged if it hadn't been for That's Roger right. Ebert. And now also because of, you know, Facebook and, and how swift we're able to communicate um, I think the, the age of the critic is probably coming to an end, yep. you know, I think it's definitely, um, I felt kind of sad because I felt like it's kind of the end of an era, you know. Whitney, I, that's a really good thought. It is. You know, I know, I know for so me true. that um, I don't enjoy going to the movie theater as much as I did when I was younger. Um, you know, the experience of seeing a movie large in, in a communal atmosphere with other people in that energy and you know now it's like you know I, it's inconvenient to go you're you know you could be sitting next to someone who's talking the whole time you know it's not as respectful uh, of the art as it used to be um, you know now I prefer to watch movies you know at them. home see I still like to go and to the you know the theaters. interesting interesting thing about Roger Ebert which he watched all of these movies and movies is one of our finest forms of entertainment. And if you knew him on a one-to-one -one basis, you knew that he loved to be entertained. Oh, he would yeah. love he to sit back. And he was very accessible to people just, you know, if you wanted very. to get up and sing and dance right in his living room, you could. And very non-judgmental. Just right. gave you the freedom to... people to, gave you the freedom that's right. to And do. isn't that interesting that he was, he was, that's a very good point, yeah. Shelley, that he was non-judgmental to people, but yet when you saw Siskel and Ebert go at one another about these films, he, they could be, well, they could that, really get into the gut of it. That was one of the, I, I thought, sad moments um, of his service yesterday, which was held in the city of Chicago, was that um, Marlene Siskel was there, Gene Siskel's wife, and her children, and isn't her isn't one of her their son sons? is our son's age. Oh, okay. And went. she had a late baby, and he's a freshman. Or no, I'm sorry, he's a senior at at a school in Chicago. And so, but just the fact that that whole era, I mean, there will never be a Siskel and Ebert again. No. And I have, and to, there won't be a Lily Pulitzer. And, and I have to ask you guys, and there or won't be a Margaret Thatcher, or a Nut Funicello, or a Nut right I mean and so it's, it's a new chapter it's a new day um, and did you guys find yourselves ever like agreeing with one Siskel or Ebert over the other oh one? yeah yes. I did many times yeah oh, okay I, who, I, were you? who I, do you think more I, I more often agreed with Ebert I did too See, um, I more often agreed with Gene Siskel and he was much and, and I'll tell you I mean I really liked him when like I said it during my internship um, back in my youth um, he was quite a gentleman, very Gene hard worker. Roger. Gene, I like yeah. him. He was and, fun. Yeah, and just very fun. You know, just a really solid guy. He was a great guy. Well, speaking of that, you're listening to WebTalkRadio.net, and the it's the girlfriends. The girlfriends. Um, I was away, and Shelley, I know you were away this weekend, and I was and, away, and you were away. So yeah. we we're all at different places. And happy speaking. to see you, girls. Mm -hmm. Tell us about your weekend. You so we were at the Horatio right? Alger Awards uh, ceremony that was held in Washington, D.C. Were the cherry blossoms blooming? The cherry blossoms were just starting to bloom, so I had to get out of Dodge because I usually get allergic. Oh, my gosh. Last two oh, years. Okay. Oh, and my everybody, gosh. Well, even she's the people sitting at my okay, table. Okay, girl in the plastic she's got a bubble. mask. It's the worst <laughs> we're allergies. We're going to put no. Shelly in a Ziploc it's bag. And just, and just no, but there were so many people. No Zyrtec on her There were head. so many people. Well, there are so many people with the cherry blossoms now that they now at Horatio Alger has a ta have a table that you can go An anti-cherry blossom it's, allergy it's, table? But anyhow, they weren't, they weren't blooming. Only you rich people. They weren't blooming. I love this. Okay. Well, yeah. the interesting thing about Horatio Alger is Horatio Alger <laughs> is an awards ceremony that's held every year in Washington, D.C., and it's for uh, people that are inducted in the Horatio Alger Society. They're voted upon. Why? And what, what, who the, was Horatio Alger, and what is the award Well, we had for? two. There were two people from Chicago, one that was very, uh, you know, wonderful men, one that my husband sponsored, which was Richard Driehaus. But what, what's the criteria? Yeah, how do you get voted besides mm. being, you know, being handsome? No. Jinx in a car. Absolutely not. 
the Horatio wealthy, Alger. Are you award, saying your husband isn't handsome? No, my husband is very <laughs> handsome. Horatio Alger is given to uh, Americans that have, although this was the first year that we had a Canadian, and also we had the Prime Minister of Canada that was there, but they are very distinguished Americans that have made a difference in the world. Also, I mean, from what I know about it, it's a rags to riches story. It's absolutely it's people that come from nothing or and against live all the American odds. story against or all odds. Circumvent all odds. It's not just to come, become successful. Come from nothing. They really come from incredible. But stories. they like that come from nothing. But uh, you know, no, I, I'm it not makes saying a great story. Literally, I'm saying that they they you know, overcome all sorts of odds to right. become... Suicides, drug addictions, killings, um... Uh, Rachel Alger Jr. was a prolific 19th century American author, best known for his many juvenile novels about impoverished boys and their rise from humble backgrounds to lives of middle-class secu uh, security. And he was born in 1832, and he died in 1899. But one of the wonderful things about the Horatio Alger, which I thought was very interesting this year, who I've known, I've known this woman, there was one woman. Of course you have. That was distinguished, but guess where she went to school? Stevens, Stevens College. College. So snaps snaps. out to Stevens. Wow. She's the ambassador to, she was the ambassador to Finland under the Bush administration. And Did you tell her you were Stephen Susie? Oh no, she's known me for the last several <laughs> oh. years. So, um, but I, you know what? I have to tell you, I really, I looked at Stevens in a whole different way. It was interesting, you know. Stevens is a college. It's an all girl. It's Columbia, an all Missouri woman's college in Columbia, Missouri. That's well, they're still standing today. Well, dancers. There are no. It's a little more integrated than that now, but it's still, um, it's still standing, which a lot of girls' schools have closed. So I'm proud of that fact. I just looked at it in a different way, you know. I like that. She's a she was she's a wonderful woman that's making a difference in the world. Horatio uh, Alger uh, Association of Distinguished Americans it. bears the name of renowned author, and the association is a non-for-profit educational organization and that gives was, scholarships. Uh, it was established in 1947. It's a to, great organization. Uh, Dispel the mounting disbelief among the nation's youth that the American dream was no longer attainable. So, um, wow, what an incredible. It's a moving group of people and it's a moving evening. I was a guest of yours one time. Right. Barry and I went three, down there. Three days, but anyhow, one of the exciting things that happened at the Ratio Alger Award, besides the majesty of the event and the ceremony is that Brad Pitt was there. Yeah, let's get deep. Oh Brad Pitt. God, let's get to Brad it. Brad Pitt was there. And you know, when I That's first saw him, of course, my husband, who's always, oh, you know, you know. I wish our website was up Wait, and running. Because I, have to, I would love to put the picture up of you guys. Oh, my God. But I when I first it. approached him, I thought, no, you know, me, because I look at all these guys and I s study them all. I thought, he's so tall tonight. Why is he so tall? I lifts. swear to God he had lips on. Yeah. I swear to God, because I don't think he's a tall guy. Lips or lifts? Lifts. Oh, and Andy Williams lift. Kind yeah. of, because he was tall. He looked like about 6'2". Well, he and was way taller than Bill. Way taller than Bill, and he's not that tall. No, he's not. Anyhow, he had the scruffy ponytail. He was okay. I think my sons are better looking. He was very um, sweet, I, very I, nice. I have to I say something. with that. Your sons yeah, are better Yeah, and gosh, come on. Snaps to and, the yeah. universe. I want... And capable here. of so much more. Okay, here I have to say something. Listening to webtalkradio.net, you're listening to the girlfriends, and I have to say to all of you guys that have been sending in. Oh, um, let's talk about our listener questions. Thank you. Great. But I, I do have to say our website right now is under construction, so things are going to our main office, and let's do that at the end of the show. Okay, save enough time. Because we do have some really neat questions and we want to get back to and it was something that we didn't want to forget about the people that wrote in because we do have answers for you but I'm going to say one last thing and I know I'm talking a lot today it's Shauna um, the other speaker that we heard was Jerry West Jerry West for some of you out there that may know was the NBA player for years and he wrote basketball yes Thank you. NBA, generally National Basketball, basketball Association. Association. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of oh, our listeners go. don't, you know. That was Shelly. <laughs> they're not Shana. a sports that person. Was a, that was a Shauna comment, okay. but it was said by Shelly. <laughs> but she knew what I meant. Um, anyway, he was phenomenal. And I read his book, and I think that, I, I mean, once again, I was like such a little groupie. I wish Here, you got that book for Liam. 
I, I, I will. Okay. So what book? Okay. Jerry West is NBA. Right now he is retired. He was a basketball player. He was the Larry Bird White Golden Boy that played for years, is a winner of six NBA championships. He went on for later on in his life. He played for West Virginia. Well, and then later in his life, he went on and he coached the Lakers in the 80s, which was a wild and fabulous time. When That was when Magic Johnson and James Worthy and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah, and, was playing wow. and all those guys were playing. So he lived, you know, and he was driving a Ferrari and all this. But he wrote this book, West by West, My Charmed and Tormented Life. And please, wow. parents, read this. There are so many life lessons in this book. Here is a man that stood up on this stage, again, in front of this incredibly enforceful group, and spoke and said, I don't, I am a flawed person. I don't deserve anything that I've had. I've dealt with depression. I've lived my life and been given so much. And he said, I've never really known how great and I've never felt I've been on top. And this guy was on top for years. Goes back to the abusive father, whole thing, very poor family. Interesting, when he was really young, I won't give too much away because I want everyone to read the book. I mean, I was dog-earing. I've got to tell Knox. i got to tell Liam. i got to tell Blake. This is great for Meredith. This is... Wow. Um, a few things were, he, when he was little, he hated to go home because his father would beat him. And his brother David, who he loved and adored, and he came from a, a family of five or six or something, his brother David always protected him, and his brother went off to war, and he passed away. And this killed him, and it was something that he'd never really been able to get mm. over. And he hated MacArthur because of this, and blah, blah, blah. It's all in the book. Anyway, General Douglas MacArthur? Yes. He tied a wire on a bridge. And if you remember, in West Virginia, they weren't really into basketball in West Virginia. They were in, I mean, wasn't it the Dodgers? What was it? It was football. It was football and uh, baseball. The Dodgers. Oh, it was baseball. Yeah, baseball in West Virginia. So he tied a thing in here, and just out of frustration, because I didn't want to go home, I didn't want to go home, he would throw through this hoop, a ball, through this hoop. And if he made the hoop, the ball would come back to him. But if it didn't, because it was tied onto this bridge, it would fall down this ravine, and he'd have to run down to the ravine. So he said for pain... He played his game. That's nice. For hours. But the interesting thing is... That's interesting. It is interesting. And you know what? It wasn't a kid that was born on a basketball court. It wasn't a kid that said, I'm going to be the wow. greatest basketball player ever. It was ever. his destiny. It was his destiny. It was his fate. He fell into it. He was good at what he never went really with the bad boys and was around all the bad boys, but he never got there because he always felt he held his losses for like 10 days afterwards. I mean, this was a very passionate person. But as he stood up there, he was humble. Mm. Um, I almost want to say shy, but that's not, you're looking at a person that's 6'4", and you're, you're, you know, then is speaking all over. Well, of course, after he gets done speaking, and some of his highlights were... Um, Humility is the best way to be. Um, don't warm yourself by the fire. You start the fire. I just had a, a, I don't know, I had an aha moment, a little epiphany here as you were saying this. Um, oh, share it, Whitney. You know, 30 to 70% of alcoholics and people that, you know, fall into drugs or addictive addictions um, have anxiety and depression disorders. And, you know, it just, whether it comes from, you know, childhood abuse or wherever it comes from, um, you know, it's interesting how people that are very successful live through that pain, live, but never feel entitled to their success. That's, and, he, and that's exactly how he felt. He did and, not feel he was entitled. And there were so many times, even after his little win in high school and he did the three-pointer to win the game, you know, today... Our stars, they'd have a jig, they'd have a gig, they'd have a call, but they'd have a dance. Like, I'll give you, even in a small, you know, uh, sense, uh, I, this weekend I was in Connecticut and the dean of this particular school uh, went through the criteria that they used to accept students to the school. And, you know, the dean made the point that own, be joyful, own your joy, take this moment 
own it. You deserve That's it. That's right, right. You know, you're here for a reason. You right. deserve it. Right. And I think a lot of people with addiction, you know, it's like they it's like they never see the value in and I, I you know, they don't value themselves or think they deserve it, you know. I know for me I certainly battle that every day, you know. Um, and there's this underlying insecurity that, you know, you never feel entitled to it. And yet here's Robert Shapiro saying you know, I probably could have been a better dad. I probably, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda. And here's, I want to pay it forward. And and here's this incredible NBA star who probably, whatever age he is, is now accepting the right. joy, taking the joy in. You know, he, he can barely accept it now. Wow. Because it's so against and ingrained. There, there were so many things that I had moments, and I'm going to get the tapes, and I, I would love to share them both with you because I think I'm not really explaining and I'm not as articulate as they were because they interweaved a really great message in both of them. Um, and to you, so, what, you what, what was the message that you got from it? Um, I got from it that sometimes, you're, sometimes you are dealt, well, from Jerry West's speak, uh, speech, I got that, you know, sometimes your life is already blueprinted for you. Your architectural plans are already done, and I don't care what you do to change them. This is, this is, this is how you're going to lead out in life, and this is going to be the story that you're going to say. You mean like a nature versus nurture thing? Well, like another saying, I'm going to change it. I mean, this kid was not thinking, of I'm going to be an NBA, never even came into his mind that he would be. Well, Oprah never thought for a minute that she'd be where right, she was at. Right, but the thing that he did, though, was probably because of his anxiety and depression, he created a compulsion, a compulsive behavior of throwing the ball through a thing, and it's almost like obsessive-compulsive behavior, but that obsessive-compulsive behavior well, that he turned was into a, career. a skill for a basketball player. Well, that's right, and that's and he looked back on several in, through his book, he had sev several induendos that he would go back on during his childhood. He said, now I realize what that meant for me. When I thought I was doing it as a bad thing, and because I, you know. Just putting the puzzle together. And, it was it, and he mentioned Jigsaw Puzzle in the book several times. It was another piece to get back into the puzzle. It, it, so it was so a everybody's great book. on their own trajectory, That sounds actually. like a great book. But I have you to know. tell you one little thing that's really funny. So I get in the, I read the book prior. I just opened it. It was weird. I had three books down there that I was supposed to read, and they passed this out at the academy because he was speaking. And I started it, and I literally, literally could not let it down. Um, and then to hear him speak, and then I got really like obsessed, like I was a reporter and I was writing all this stuff down. And I chased after the guy. I'm what? so embarrassing to my husband. I chased after him, Jerry, Jerry. I was there with you. I was one of those girls standing out of the locker room with Karina, Jules Jabbar, and Magic Johnson, and blah blah blah. I mean, it, he brought that kid out in me, and he's a really tall, and I had him sign these books and so on and so forth, and so I was a little bit embarrassed about that. But the reason we were out in California was our 20th year anniversary. Oh, and that's right. On the day of the 20th. Happy anniversary. anniversary. That yeah. is quite an accomplishment. Wow. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Do you, know, do you know what the thing is for the 20th year? What, we're going to the trial lawyer thing? No. What? Whether it's paper, <laughs> tin, or bamboo. No, it's 25. What is it? Gold? It's China. Well, I didn't know that. But so I go back to the room because I'm thinking, you know, I didn't get a gift for the 20th. And, you know, it's been really 20 long years. Yeah, right. <laughs> 20 a little, years. A little something. <laughs> so I get back to the room and there's this great bottle of champagne. And there's this beautiful basket just full of, you know, lush with fruit and, you know, berries. Aww. You know, we Is that from the hotel or was it? <laughs> was that berry? Well, it was berry. I just thought it was so sweet and it was so nice. And he said, you know, it's just been really, you know, fruitful years with you. And there's nothing. Really? I, yeah. He sent it? Did he? Well, I get off the plane when we uh, arrive at home, and I'm walking out, and I said, yeah, and my girlfriend turned to me that was with us on this trip. She and her husband said, well, what did Barry give you for your 20th? And I said, it was just really nice. You know, we had a beautiful bottle of champagne together, and we sat out on our deck, and we looked over the ocean, and beautiful basket. And she said, oh, we got that, too. It was from the Academy. <laughs> he, didn't get it. he didn't get it for me. I was gonna say. I looked that at. Sound like he regifted. It was a regift. I looked at my. He was using gummy. it as a prop. <laughs> it was just a prop. Wait, you didn't know that? I looked at. No, I kept oh. thinking, where's when's the little gift gonna come? <gasps> Fruit, though, I would have said. 
Very no, but I thought it was lovely when he said fruitful years. And you know what, Shauna? We've been along. And you know, used it, you've been you, it this used bottle it of champagne. This is you've been so effervescent in my life. Oh and you've my been, gosh! And I'm thinking, oh, sweetie, you know, gifts are nothing. This just means so much more to me. Oh, what is with these guys? And I'm going Montgomery, and them? I see you. <laughs> Jeffrey's laughing his buns off. This does correlate to we got a one of our favorite re, uh, readers, one of our Could favorite listeners. Could you believe listeners. that? Right, let's get to our listeners' yeah, questions because I can't listeners. believe that. I don't even know how to respond. Is to that. 47 years old, and and he asked us. Um, he's 47. He's divorced, and how can he? Um, Meet 30, women? Was that 37, 37. Years old. Okay, here's the thing. He wants to meet a middle-aged woman. Guess what? You well, Oh, he wants to be like a... Actually, this was Boy from... Toy? You know what? Actually, this was from a man by the name of Barry. So Barry out there. Hi, Barry. Hopefully Hi, not Barry. my husband. I'm going to tell you the very first thing is, when you're married, gentlemen, don't do the use the fruit basket as a prop. Because you know what? Had he, you know, given you a, a card or went out of his way to do something special, I thought you were going to say, like, he bought you a teapot or something. I no, I you thought know. I was going to, you know, bite into a piece of fruit and, you know, get something. Or, uh, but, oh, God. But I know. You know Where's what? It's, it's, it, there's nothing that makes you feel more taken for granted than using the fruit basket as a prop. Can I tell you what? No, I, I thought think, it was pretty, I mean, I thought it was pretty good because you know what? I do have to say he did kind of it was an improv moment. Can I can I <laughs> well, tell you that's my, why he's one of the best lawyers in the world. <laughs> no, Hello. Can I tell you one of my my wonderful things that I really appreciate and I and I really think it's not so much the gift, but what I think on a special day, which is really important and I've tried to teach my boys this, I've also tried to teach my husband this, that you start in the morning from the get-go and that whole day you, it doesn't have to be like a big multi-thousand dollar gift or something, but you just make that person feel special special that day. That and it valued. doesn't mean that you have to go to lunch and you have to get dressed up. Valued and appreciated. Like, you know, you just, you start in the morning, you know, it can be a message on the mirror. It can be a little note by their bed on it their pillow. It can be, here's a cup of coffee that All I right, made girl, for you. And I love wait, you so much. Well, wait, let's get back to what our question is. But this isn't tying in with the question. No, but this 37-year-old right wants suggestions. He is divorced. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm giving him a I'm suggestion. Giving suggestions. Wait, no, no, excuse me one second. On how to meet a middle-aged woman. Well, I, I would say, you know, first of all, let's define what is middle age. I, well, you know, 37, because 35. Well, okay, let me just say what, what I would age? think. Well, he's pro probably saying he You know what, Barry, we need age. a more, I need it, no, but I, I need a I more defined say, question. Yeah, and I would say just off the cuff, because we don't have a lot of time left on our show, but I would say to meet any woman is, um, I, I would, there are so many different places. I don't think you can plan it. I think you just need to be open to it. My suggestion to this listener is, I think the most important thing you can do is continue working on yourself. And if you continue working on yourself, that relationship will come to you. Um, you know, if you're in a church, if you're in church organizations, if you're in gyms, if you're Starbucks. in... Starbucks. Starbucks. Grocery need store. To, you library. can't go out and search. It doesn't happen when you're searching. It happens when you, you continue working on yourself and you continue working on manifesting good behavior and and then you start opening yourself up to so many different things. Yeah, I, I would have I, to say that I think that's absolutely true. I, I, I think that your energy um, when you are taking care of yourself and, and you know for each of us it's different, you know, but you know what your issues are. Um, you know what it is to eat Don't well and exercise <laughs> and, you know, you know what it is. And once you start, you know, once you're out there jogging the lakefront or jogging, you know, the trail at the park near your place, you know, eventually what happens is your energy shifts and you're sending out all the right. goodness that you've been taking so in it's not and people looking, are attracted I, to that it's I, not I, looking and searching. I don't think you can I, say oh I'm going to go to a bar tonight and I'm going to meet a girl it doesn't happen that way it's like mm, I, I think know. I think I, I think what you guys are both saying what Shelly and Whitney are both saying is throw it out to the universe and stay open and but say, we're also saying do the work do the you, work you have Absolutely. to do the work you know, work. You know if you want be something friendly. of quality when to you're be, standing in your in your line at the bank turn around be open hi here you can have my place when you're standing in line in an airport you know be open don't be closed be open at starbucks 
Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you in order to, to send that yourself. good energy, you you have got to to thine own self be true. You have to exactly. love yourself first. So, and then you know what? Some that job will be, will be done. Someone will be attracted to you. And, I mean, and this this gentleman who wrote this question, and if you are looking for a middle-aged woman, that is one of the most important things. If you were going to be, if you're in your 20s. You know, you're not there yet, but if you're really looking for a middle-aged woman, I'm guessing then that you're a middle-aged man or a little bit no, older. No, 37. Okay, you're 37. You're a baby. So he's a baby, but he's on the cusp no, of really getting to know It sounds like he's a sophisticated baby, because he said, 37 years old, so give, please give me suggestions. It will, I'm divorced, and I want to meet a middle-aged woman. Get I like through this the guy anger already, you're divorced. so he's saying I'm not, I don't, yeah. you know, he doesn't want to... Well, he's not saying he's angry, but I, you know what? 37 in my book... He is just wants a very young person, and and to me, middle age. I don't even know what middle age is. It's anymore. five years older than you already are. You know what okay. I? You know what my my I'll suggest, go with that. You know what my suggestion would be? Whatever he's into. You know, we're all into fitness. We meet a lot of people at the gym, but that's our gig. He could be in. Maybe this guy's a bookworm. We don't know that. Then you know, use that at the library. Use be reading the newspaper at Starbucks. I think it just uh, go comes to, to join a book club. Whatever it is that you like you know whether it's fitness or reading or film you know there are volunteer there are work tons of organizations in every community where you can be of service um, get yourself out there change your environment I, do something for somebody else that gets you out of right. your comfort zone I also you know think the best way to do it is through friends put yourself out there let your friends know that you're open to meeting people and eventually it will happen. I don't Great. think you can go searching Shelley, for it. Shelly, you're absolutely right. But I, I'm thinking But you know what? The There's a Shana. lot of people that can't throw it out to their friends. Right. And, that's and so, what you I, know, I really want to get married. But you got to get rid of the really, anger if you have any anger left over stuff. You, you know what? what? I know. What, what I'm, I'm just saying, saying, ladies, what I'm saying is that, you know, even if you put it out to your friends, I mean, I have lots of friends that have been divorced whose, whose spouses have passed away. You know, even when you put that out there to your friends, it, it's that's the the least successful way generally the, the best way is is to work on yourself and and have a very clear picture of what it is you want in a partner and write it down and write it down and, and get really clear on what it is you want and then be that person yourself you know right. be that person very that person that's a come. lesson to all three berry. girlfriends sitting here at the table yeah okay move blueberry on to the next raspberry question. my berry yeah and when there Our is berry. an event you know what you give a gift okay these girls i'm taking I'm as you know i didn't have coffee today okay go on but What's your next question, please? Well, wait. I just want to say to Barry, when we get our website up and going, we want to hear back from you. And so stay in touch with us because we'll be able right. to get back to him. And then. here's the other thing, Barry. If you have, like, nostril hair, um, if Lint you... Some manscaping. You know, if you have, you know, hair coming out of your ears. Like, you know what? Take get a good care of yourself. Clean teeth. Take fresh care of breath, yourself. No toe jam. Pedicure. Yeah. No, no lint between toe. your balls. Manscaping. No lint in your belly button. Okay. All right. Go on to the next. <laughs> Good hygiene. See, Smells I just take fresh. that for granted. Yeah, clean, crisp, fresh. That's your motto, Barry. Questions here. Berry, raspberry. No, okay, here. Clean is okay. Is here, good. the other one is um, Jen and I, twenty-five years old. Uh, hi, these, Jenna. It's Jen. Hi, and, Jen. It's Jen and I. Oh, hi, Jen and it's two I. People. It's two. No, no, it is not two people. Okay. Excuse me is for that her name. Oh wow, <laughs> this is tough. It's, it's, Jen, as in Jennifer, I assume, this is the person writing in, and I love the fact that these are both men that have writ written, I mean, have emailed Jennifer, us. there's a guy named Jennifer? Jen, the guy is speaking. <laughs> He's typing into our... Oh, Jen and I. The guy, Jen okay. and oh, I. Okay, I thought he was a Jedi. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Jen and I are 25 years old. How do we keep... The dating sparks. Oh no! Excuse me. How do we keep the How do we keep the sparks flying in our date nights? Hmm. Well, I think that goes to how do you keep the love connection between people uh, sustained? How do you sustain? Well, there's okay, nothing first. There is absolutely nothing better. It's Whitney. Hi. Than that high that you have from when you're first in love. It's like you want to bottle it and save it for a rainy day. Well, it doesn't happen. Because when you have that feeling that where everything is just like, you know, the lights are, are 
you know, the grass is greener and the light is sharper and, and you just have that euphoric it's feeling. It's huge. wonderful. It's a wonderful feeling, you know. Savor it. Don't take it for granted. Appreciate it because it won't always be that way. I think, you know, the ways to keep, you know, the fires burning, I have to tell you. Spark you're asking line. the wrong you girl. You're asking the wrong girl because I, I personally am not successful at it. Um, so oh, all I can, I, this is Whitney, so all I can tell you is not to take the other person for granted. Um, it's the small things. It's not the big things. It's the day-to-day -day things, how you make people, how you make your partner feel valued and appreciated. And, um, you know, those are the most, to me, that's, those are the, that's the most important thing. And okay, this is Shelly, and I, I, I want to say, first of all, if you're really talking about sparks, um, I don't know, I'm not a really good person to be talking about sparks because... I think that's those are moments in time that you have sparks. They're serendipitous. Yeah, they're not. It's not really real. Those sparks that you have to keep. Those sexual sparks. They don't. Didn't say sexual. Okay, he just well, said I just sparks. Associate spark with I just I I would it. go back again to. I think you just get so much out of being thoughtful and and kind, and I think that's kind of. I know that's when I feel happiest is when someone's really validating me as a person and you know you don't have to go overboard but and, and for I, women I, I think it's such a mental thing and then I think it makes sex all the great because well that's what me, that I think that a lot of times people think to keep the connection going you have sex is part of being a human and, and having a healthy relationship and there are definitely for women it's mental so in order for it's women to have sex they have to you know feel that they're emotionally and mentally connected right and the, so when you talk about keeping right. the sparks from a man's perspective you know what I'm saying is you want to have sex you know here's what's you need to value and appreciate your wife and you can't just do it the day of partner, okay here's right? my thing and I'm really good at this I'm really good at hook lining and sinking sinking sinkering a guy yes you are I am really good at this and you, you are? know and it's and I, I'm nobody gonna, attracts I'm gonna, men more like your I'm sister. gonna tie we, this, we know that I'm gonna tie this in as keeping the sparks going because I'm assuming when this uh, listener text us it's a it's a man but I'm going to talk from a woman's view what I did to my man all the time or my men <laughs> yeah, okay, okay we'll go there. dream on <laughs> yeah but you know little notes um, thoughtful thoughtful things during the day a phone call how's your day going um, you know sending over you know fortune cookies maybe and saying you know i hope you you know you have great fortune today or just little fun Being things kind. and you know acts of kindness and thoughtfulness and you know maybe bringing in their favorite coffee drink or maybe you know ordering or maybe surprising them with a favorite dinner or maybe it's you know rubbing someone's thigh underneath the table or it's but it, a, again you don't want the thigh rubbed unless someone's being kind to you that's exactly right. And I think it's all about kindness. You know, I don't, I don't think it's, you need to have a date night or anything like that because you know I, I, I've seen you know like Dr. Laura Sweetie, Bobby you know what? Say, rubbing the thigh you know, would be really irritating if, if you're you mad know what, with somebody. You know what? Another thing if is, you have is sex plan three a times, date. Okay, supposedly like that rekindles your connection, right? Three times. Yeah, but you know successively. Well, they're 25 kids. But I know. But here's the I, thing: like as a woman, you know. I, I need the mental. I, I need I the mental, mental connection. To I don't need the big date. Yeah, that's what your husband and both told me. You know, exactly. <laughs> when I was like, I really love her. Yeah. I need the mental. I need that mental connection. <laughs> yeah, no, my, I'm sure my husband wishes, you know, no, but even, tape across my Even mind. what I think is really nice is if somebody says, you know, sweetie, what would you like to do? Instead yeah. of saying, I don't care, which a lot of people do, which is, is such a lame answer. Say, you know what, I really feel like kind of, why don't you and I do chi Chinese Yeah, together? let's go for a walk. Let's or go, let's do a walk, know. or let's let's do a movie, and you know. Yeah, I, but then I you have the to be open to that response. So if you're going to ask somebody, what would you like to do, you can't already preconceive in your own mind what you want to do. No, let's and say then he, say let's to somebody say, else, what do you want to do, and you go, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, but that person asked you. That's so a if great your husband do. That if, you're, do. if your husband asked you, what do you, this is what I would like. I'd like my husband to plan something instead of always saying, what would you, would you like you to do? Would you agree to plan? You know would you agree this was going really, along with you know plans? I've yes, got to tell I you would. something, girls, would and you, the girlfriends, really? we're really if open. If it didn't include golf, no, yeah, but I would. would you agree to go along with 
your husband's plans if he made the plans because you're so used to making all the plans yeah, you, are you, you are. going to say oh that's a good idea i love it when barry makes the plans yeah, if he actually did if he and actually you know what made I did? a plan do you know what i or did for barry this trip plan no I, I would endeavor to shut my big mouth no i don't and think I would you do would. it anyway you would change it you would I would twist not. It and I would change go the with restaurant. It doesn't matter. It's never happened anyway. So, and it never will happen. So, but you know what, girlfriends? I have to tell you this now. When I'm looking at this, it says Jen and I. We assumed this was, was Jen and I as a man and a woman. Right. You this could be. That. This is a man calling in. It, about no, it could be a woman and a woman. It could be a woman. Jen and I. We don't know. It doesn't matter. The formula is still the same. So what? I don't still right. need to That's be right. kind. That's right. I don't care. The formula. We're not talking about same sex. I don't. I don't care. No, well, I was no. going to give some. Oh opinions. my God! Did taboo. you just say not that? Taboo, did you I, just say well, that? At the same time, we had dinner with our priest last. Our friend, who's a very good friend of ours, it's not taboo. It's very open. The the Catholic Church on that issue is wrong, wrong and dead and gone, and it's not going to ever go back there. It's open, and this is the way the world's going. And even our kids maybe take a bike ride. <laughs> maybe, oh maybe do, God. maybe do a swim. It just for anyone, you know what? It's love is the most powerful you know thing in the world. Wait, can I tell you this? Creative power in the world. And you know what? Acknowledge it daily. What I did going back after to the, the at, at, with with my husband this whole five days that we were together, and it was really, it was really a okay, really that was an eternity. No, but that was a really nice reconnection because I'll tell you the reason why we didn't have phones. We didn't have internet. We didn't have a barking dog. We didn't have two kids. I didn't have to cook dinner. We were being entertained. We were there. It was silent. It was smooth. It was lovely. So when Barry would say, where would you like to do dinner? Let's do Pelican. Let's do the Seagull. Wasn't it already seagull. for you? No, because you had some free time. Oh, okay, you know, during you, but your you went into yeah, this you were thinking totally that, focused on him. And that's, that's right. makes them feel That's right. Good. And you know what? How do you do sparks keep going? That's a good thing is... Focus, focus on your partner. You, you know what? Focus on you these are twenty-five-year-olds. I know twenty-five with no kids you and no dogs. Realistic, oh, we so. don't know that. Or cats. Every, and everybody has their own Anyhow, stress. It's for one all different word. Reasons. It's called love. Treat yourself the way you want to be treated. Treat other people the way you want to yes, be treated. That's right. It's called. And as I'm saying that, I'm spraying gratitude our and appreciation. Gone. You know, it's it's and honestly, I know I can't say this enough. I think it's just being you know, maybe come up kind. I don't know what you're into. Maybe come up with a new book at the table. Maybe come up with a new sex toy. I mean it maybe, depends on what they're maybe into. Maybe just right. talk. Hello. Maybe communicate, just engage, communicate and look at that person in the eye. And don't and talk forth. always about yourself. Talk back and forth. Listen to what they're saying and then come back with you know. So I'm gonna leave us today with I love my girlfriends, <laughs> and I love our producer. We love you, Shauna. I love Jeffrey, and we love. I love Jeffrey too. It's Whitney, and I love you. Well, you girls know I love you. Yeah. So we're all gonna focus on one another, help somebody, and make a difference. And that was one of the uh, things Jerry West had said. If you show an example and you pass down a thing of kindness, that person to a young person, that young person is gonna do something for that and, another and, young and person. And our next show, I want to talk about the word authentic. I love it. I really think we've got to get our I website. I'm so disappointed we don't have our website. You know up. what? That is, it is an art. That's one of the we things are we're working, working on. It. It's not that we. It's not that we're not doing it. It's it's in process. So, favorite listeners, that. we love you. Tune in next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Have a great week. <laughs>